Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. Welcome to The Jump. I'm Rachel Nichols, joined by two-time WNBA All-Star Sparks forward Chinea Gumake. And there's 2016 NBA champion Richard Jefferson. You know, Richard is also a bronze medalist from the 2004 Olympics. We're going to be talking about that later because coming up, Richard started on that team ahead of guys like Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James. Melo spoke on that recently. We're going to have a plan and have Richard react. You're going to want to hear that. First, though, as we look ahead to this Sunday's episodes of The Last Dance, let's talk about that time that Michael Jordan retired um, for the first time. After his first three-peat with the Bulls, Jordan called it quits in 1993, pursued a baseball career. Take a look at this excerpt. It was always his father's dream that he'd be a baseball player. And so I didn't try to talk about it, but I did say to him, you know, playing baseball is a lot harder than you think it is. I said, what position are you going to be playing? He says, you know, he's going to be, I'm going to be in the outfield. So I said, Michael, said, let's understand something here. I said, the workouts are going to be totally different. Two totally different methods of training your body and muscles. This is going to be detrimental to your basketball game. He was like, I don't care. He goes, baseball, I'm all in. Okay, time to play the what if game. Richard. We're looking at Jordan wearing the 45 jersey during his comeback in 95, but what if none of that ever happened? What if Michael Jordan had never left to play baseball? Well, the, the scenes in Space Jam would have been a little bit different, <laughs> uh, for one. Uh, and, and two, uh, I, I don't know. I don't think much changes. I, I think if you look at the level of exhaustion he was experienced uh, after that first three-peat, I think he needed a mental break. I think he needed a refresh. And sometimes leaving something can make you fall in love with it all over again. And so uh, do I think they would have won eight straight? I don't think. I think if you look at the tension and, and how exhausted they were, I think that would have been difficult. Would they have still won five or six? I, I, I don't doubt that at all. You know, I have to completely agree. And I'm going to be super selfish for a moment because I'm here quarantined in Houston, Texas. And during that time in which he went to baseball, my Houston Rockets went their, you know, won their back-to-back championships. So that was a nice little blessing in disguise. But I think, Richard, you're absolutely correct. If you think about the mental exhaustion that he was experiencing once he got to that three-peat. And then not only that, a couple weeks later, he lost his father. And so there was a lot going on. And as athletes, we all grieve in different ways. And he literally needed fresh air so that he could fall in love with the game again because it was an adjustment. He, he's doing this without his father. So I, I totally um, endorse athletes sort of putting their mental health first and then also finding something else to do with there's, you know, your passions, your passion is sort of questionable. So I can understand why MJ stepped away. I do think he could have won a few more in the middle of them, but sitting in Houston, Texas, that's when we got our title. So I'm not like going to judge the situation too far. Well, if you look at the level of competition that he faced, those Bulls teams faced both when MJ was playing and then when they weren't in those two years that he wasn't in the finals, 
It's interesting, right? The center plate's certainly a lot different. If you look at the guys who were succeeding, you mentioned your Houston team, Hakeem Olajuwon, such a big part of that, right? Um, and if you look on the right at the Chicago Finals opponents, and you're looking at guys where, I mean, look, no disrespect to any of the guys on that list. Greg Ostertag is not Hakeem Olajuwon, however. Um, that being said, when Michael Jordan faced Shaquille O'Neal, when he faced Patrick Ewing, except for one notable playoff series when he just hadn't even been back in the game that long, Michael Jordan still was beating those guys. So I, I do have to think maybe there would have been more of a fight at some point. I do think, though, it puts into perspective, Richard, when LeBron makes eight straight finals, when the Warriors go and they make five finals in a row, five. how hard it is to win because even the great Michael Jordan, you're both sitting up here saying he needed a break. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree. And we talk about mental health so much today, but you go back and you look at history and hindsight is 2020. Michael looked like he needed a mental break. He had reached a level that not many athletes in the history of this planet had ever reached. You're talking about Muhammad Ali, Babe Ruth, like he was an American icon, a world icon. And I think he needed a mental break because it wasn't like being in Chicago and being on that team was relaxed. It wasn't, <laughs> you could see that it, everything wasn't moving perfectly. So I think he needed a mental break and that's what he got and it recharged him for the next three. All right, guys, I want to move on to Chris Paul because it's his 35th birthday today. Happy birthday, CP, the 15-year vet, still obviously going strong. Before the season was halted, Chris earned his 10th All-Star nod. He was leading the league, guys, in clutch time scoring. Impressively had the Thunder tied for the fifth spot out west. Now, CP3, as we may have noted once, twice, 106 times, owed some big money in the next few seasons. There is a feeling that if he wanted to get to a title contending team, he might even have to agree to waive that $44 million player option in the final year. But, I mean, Janae, one, it's $44 million. And two, given how well things have gone in OKC this season, should he actually want to stay with the Thunder, even if they're not really a title favorite? Yo, waving 44 mil, that takes a really, really great human being to do that because I know you want championships, but at the same time, like that generational wealth is just different. But this is a win-win situation when it comes to Chris Paul because he put the Thunder in a position, like they're overachievers, you know, right now being number five in the West. And then also personally for him, if you think about it, the way he left the Houston Rockets, he's found a way to revive his career. So the only way I see him leaving is if he really, really wants that championship and it has to be a championship contender uh, honestly I, I don't don't waive that 40 million at the end of your career that's silly that's silly to talk about bill gates would not waive 40 million dollars warren buffett would not waive 40 million dollars to go win something now i understand it's athletes we've kind of given that that respect but i look at what he could do later in his career more like jason kidd jason kidd was a dominant dominant player and then he went to uh he went to dallas as more of a ball control guy he wasn't the triple double every night like he was but he was still a great great point guard so i think when this contract is up chris paul could probably have one or two more years as a starting point guard for a championship team at a level uh that that the pay probably matches his play a little bit better i mean look when you're talking about a title contending team if we're really honest 
That's only one or two, maybe three teams in the entire NBA. And even then, as we saw in his first year with the Rockets paired with James Harden, it is so hard to get over that hump when there is another dominant team in the league. For them, of course, it was the Warriors. Maybe in the next couple of years, it's going to be the Bucks. I don't know if you risk at all, certainly that $44 million, to maybe possibly go beat and win that, hold up that title. Don't do it. Yes, give me your, 40 million. You wait he can give me 40 David million West and I will give him my championship ring. Yep. I will give him my championship ring if he gives me 40 million. All right, CP, <laughs> did you hear that? You got an offer out there on the table. Coming up later in the show, the Lopez brothers got left out of the Bucks group chat. Seriously, it's not because they didn't get along with their teammates. It's because they don't have iPhones. We will discuss first of all, it's time for our distant replays. That's all happened on this date in NBA history. Able to recover, and here's Aaron McKee who just checked in. Iverson with a beautiful tip to the top If you want to look for some keys in this series, both of these teams are great offensive rebounding teams. So who can get second shots? Who can prevent that? Play through it. Good point. Battier watching Kobe. Scooping, driving, and putting it in! How in the world did he do that? He passed himself off the backboard. Oh, that was a, that was a wow. planned play, Kevin. I've seen him do that a lot. He's got 40. Leonard will inbound. Here's Ginobili for three. The Jump is brought to you by Steel. Are you ready for a steal? It could be a routine drive to pick up the kids after school or an epic road trip across the country. No matter where your travels take you, we know those miles count. We're Marathon. We have over 5,700 stations across our great nation. Our people are working hard every day to provide you with quality top-tier gasoline to improve engine performance and fuel your life. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. Though we're apart these days, we're sharing more. So at Geico, we'd like to say thanks. Thanks for sharing your savage dance moves. Thanks for sharing your DIY haircut fails. Thanks for sharing your inner lip sync star. Now it's our turn to share with the Geico Give Back, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers. Because we're committed for the long haul, the 15% credit lasts your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for more info and eligibility. The Last Dance airs Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, episodes 7 and 8 on deck next, but we're still not over this memorable moment from last week. There you see Kobe Bryant in the foreground, the man many have dubbed the next Michael Jordan. I got my, I got my. Here is Michael. Ah! Count it! Plus the foul for Jordan. I grew up watching Michael on TV, and now you got a chance to go face to face with him. You get a chance to really see and like touch and feel strength, speed, quickness, and, um, it was fun to be out there. He's got the ball in his hands again. To Garnett. Back to Kobe. He just wanted to get to the office of me and go one-on-one. Yeah. We're going to make his ass work down He's here. He's making out. We got to get back. Go, go. 
Hey, hey, I ain't trying to be down there on the poster, dog. I ain't jumping with him. No. It was a rough couple years for me coming to the league because at the time the league was so much older. It's not as young as it is today. So nobody was really thinking much of me. I was a, you know, a kid that shot a bunch of air balls, you know what I mean? And at that point, Michael provided a lot of guidance for me. Like, I had a question about shooting this turnaround shot. So I asked him about it. And, you know, he gave me a great detailed answer. But on top of that, he said, if you ever need anything, give me a call. It's like my big brother. You know, I truly hate having discussions about who would win one-on-one and you're a fan saying, hey, Kobe, you beat Michael one-on-one. I feel like, yo, what you get from me is from him. I don't get five championships here without him because he guided me so much and gave me so much great advice. Kobe has challenged Michael. Michael comes out and he's saying, not tonight, young fella. Uh-uh, Kobe. I got some more tricks left in my bag. He's not ready to leave yet, folks. Oh man, amazing to see and hear Kobe's voice. If you want to see more of that, check out the 1998 All-Star Game tonight on ESPN where we're airing the whole thing. Kobe, the youngest All-Star starter ever at just 19 years old, going toe-to-toe with Michael Jordan in MJ's last All-Star Game as a bull. All right, Richard. I have been very eager, let's just say eager, to get your thoughts on a conversation between Maverick Carter and Carmelo Anthony for Uninterrupted. They were talking about how salty Braun and Melo were to play behind you and Sean Marion on the 2004 Olympic men's national team. Let's take a listen, shall we? So Marion and Richard Jefferson obviously small forwards. Carmelo and LeBron made a pact. If we pull the numbers right now, Carmelo and LeBron destroyed Sean Marion and Richard Jefferson every time they played in the following year. Do you remember the conversation, Matt? Do you remember those conversations we had, though? I I remember them generally, but not – But I remember you guys made a pact. Every time you faced Sean Marion and Richard Jefferson because they started over them on the Olympic team, what was the convos, Melo? It was just more like when we made that pact, right? It was just like, yo, they – like, what? We not – they playing in front of us? Really? <laughs> like that was that was me and Braun's mentality. But then we used to go to practice and in practice that was our games. Like we used to hug, like we used to huddle up before practice and be like, yo, listen, let's go to war. Like we want to smoke today. Like if they ain't ready to play today, it's on. Richard, you and Sean Marion ahead of those guys on the depth chart. Your thoughts. Well, one, we did want that smoke uh, and, and understand when we talk about 04, right, T-Mac, I was on the show, and T-Mac, were you talking about 003, T-Mac? Well, 04, Richard Jefferson wanted that smoke. And look, Carmelo was not ready. Car- Carmelo was not ready. He wasn't. And truth be told, neither was I. We had the youngest team 
of all time, of all the dream teams, we had eight players under 25. That's not a recipe for success, especially if you look, go back and look at Sydney that they barely won. And then you wheel out the next younger players. Now look, Carmelo is the greatest USA men's basketball player internationally that this country has ever seen. So I'm not going to look at him and disrespect him. I'm not going to disrespect our careers. But even if you go back and look at the next three times we played against each other, the very first game that we played against each other, uh, I had to go back and look at the stats because I, I saw the clip. I had 26 and 11 and held Carmelo to nine points. So Carmelo was not ready at the time. Now, I understand he was in his first and second year and his career is far greater than mine. I'm, that, that's not the conversation. But in that moment, at that time, Carmelo wasn't ready. I truly wasn't ready. I didn't even play very much on the year before. I was, quote unquote, the select player. Now they have a select team. I was a select player in the qualifier for the Olympics. Then 30 players say no. Carmelo <laughs> and LeBron, no disrespect to their greatness, to their greatness. And they are great players, but they weren't even in the top 30 of people that were selected. You're forgetting Tracy McGrady, Ray Allen. You had uh, Mike Bibby. You had Jason Kidd. There was a lot of guys. They they had to get really down, far down on that list to get to Carmelo and Braun and including myself. Richard, I love this energy. You brought the receipts right, today. Well, you went into the index yeah. and got your numbers. You know, and I feel I you. had to because 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 they was talking. They was like, go back and look at the numbers, and I was like, okay, let me go back let and look back. at the numbers. And it was <laughs> yeah, and then, and so I was like, wait, I had twenty six and eleven and held him to nine, and we guarded each other. So and then there, the next, uh, I was injured the following, and then the following year, it was the exact same thing. So I'm not going to disrespect the greatness of Carmelo Anthony. He's one of the all time great small forwards, one of the all time great scorers, but in a Four and oh four, oh five, oh six. Let, let, let's not make it seem like this was sweet over here. And, and what I can speak to is that. Oh, it, it works well for both sides. For those players that are starting, like yourself, Richard Jefferson, or the players that are gunning for a starter spot, I understand that personally. This is the first time of my first season playing for the LA Sparks, and I'm playing behind my sister and Candace Parker. And it brings out the best in everyone because if you think about moving forward from that Olympic team, everything was corrected. I'm yeah, it was. And and and, la and last thing, I'm sorry, Rach, last yep. thing I'll say about this is that it's different. There's a different mentality. If you go back and look at the dream team, the original dream team, the practices were competitive. You haven't heard a conversation over who was starting over who, although that could be a bit of foreshadowing <laughs> if we look at, at some things. Oh, the shade or the shade. It, okay. was, it wasn't, it wasn't about, it wasn't about starting. It wasn't about any of that. Like I was, I was just glad to go and represent our country. I didn't care if Carmelo started. I didn't, I wasn't even, I wasn't even sure if I was going to be on the team the prior year or so. So I don't look at this. I respect Carmelo and LeBron. And that there wasn't your no decision, Richard. No, it was the coach. There is no beef. Look, RJ, my only quibble with you is that when you said of all of the dream teams, we were. That was not a dream team, my friend. I'm sorry. No, no it was not. Just it was facts. not. 2004 it was, not. was, was I, no I agree. dream team. Sorry, that's all I got <laughs> yeah. to say. Um, coming up, we'll leave Richard alone for just a couple minutes, but we do want to talk about the Jazz. The top Jazz official says Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell will be able to maintain their professional relationship after both were infected by COVID-19. Will Mitchell forgive Gobert's nonchalant attitude to the coronavirus prior to his positive test? Stick around, we have some updates. It could be a routine drive to pick up the kids after school or an epic road trip across the country. No matter where your travels take you, we know those miles count. We're Marathon. 
We have over 5,700 stations across our great nation. Our people are working hard every day to provide you with quality top-tier gasoline to improve engine performance and fuel your life. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. Coming up later at 5 Eastern, it's Sports Center with the PTI guys joining the show at 5.30. Then we're re-airing the 98 NBA All-Star Game. Then we cap the day with Sports Center at 11.30 Eastern. All right, it's crunch time here on The Jump. The Milwaukee Bucks have a team group chat, right? Pretty common, except the Lopez twins aren't on it, guys. Robin Lopez explained to the media in a conference call he and his brother have Android devices. The team does not want to include them and mess up the chats with the green bubbles. Chanae, can you co-sign? Yes, I can co-sign, sort of. So there are two rules to group chats. One, you should actually use a WhatsApp group chat because if you have international players, it's easier for them. And two, I know from personal experience, if you have siblings on a team, at least one sibling needs to be in the chat to tell the other sibling. That's NECA, of course, when it comes to me. But I've always noticed that the Lopez twins, they sort of beat, uh, dance to the beat of their own drum because when I was at Stanford, there were rumors that like occasionally they'd not go to practice and they'd end up driving to Disneyland like... Everyone knows they have their own agendas, and as long as the team respects that they did at Stanford and they're doing it with the Bucks, I'm cool with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I- I'm going to say this. If there was ever a time to not have an Android, and I, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but yes, you're right, Shanae. You should do the WhatsApp because no one wants all of those notifications to come on their Thank phone. You. And all of a sudden, it's just memes and videos. And it's like, just let me go to the WhatsApp when I want to access that stuff. But yeah, we've been telling people for years that, hey, if you don't have the blue bubble, then you can't be a part of the group chat. Nope. And now here we are in isolation nope. and everybody with the green bubble is, is frustrated. First of all, Richard, I, I need to get a hold of your phone because I can I can help you with the settings on the notifications. But yes, okay, no green bubbles in the group chat. That is just a rule. Sorry, that's how it is. Let's talk about the Sixers. GM Elton, Elton Brand said that yesterday. Ben Simmons, this is so fascinating, guys. Will be close or even ready to play whenever the season resumes. Remember, Simmons sidelined with nerve issues in his lower back in February. There were fears he would miss the playoffs entirely. Could have led to that Sixers team breaking up. Instead, with all this extra time to heal, Richard, do you think the Sixers could make a run with a healthy Ben Simmons? Oh, 100%. You look like he got injured uh, in February, and with the season starting in December, that gives him almost a full year to get healthy and to and to feel better and to get his body back acclimated. And so when 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 the season gets started up in December, then yes, it's going to be I think a pretty good year with a healthy Ben Simmons well, he's and, a, and a healthy even Joel Embiid. This and summer, if they if they can resume this summer, he's talking about. Oh, that, that's, that's. Health is the operative word here, for real though, because you think about the Sixers, health is the number one question mark. Joel Embiid missed chunks of time, Ben Simmons. That's the only thing that's holding them back because right now they're what, sixth in the East? It's gonna be tough. I mean, look, we talk about how this pandemic is affecting different teams and different players differently. Obviously, if we don't play at all, 
that's going to affect LeBron James because of his age, maybe more than a guy who's 23 years old. But on the flip side, maybe the Sixers, who could have been knocked out of the playoffs in the first round, maybe they make a run if both their guys are healthy. I want to get to the Jazz real quickly, too, guys. Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations, Dennis Lindy, optimistic about the relationship between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert in a call with the media yesterday. Lindsay said, quote, they're ready to put this behind them and at the most basic level, they know they need each other. Richard, you see these guys kissing and making up? Well, maybe not, especially in the time of COVID, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no, look I, I, look, I had Rudy Gobert as a rookie. We all understand. No one in this country, no one in this world understood the magnitude of, of what was going on. We don't know now if, if he gave it to Rudy, if Rudy gave it to We don't understand that. And because everybody was so contagious at that time. So you got to put this back. You got to move on and then just go Thank have you, the best Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Janae. See you guys soon.